This is Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob. Hello. And we have, maybe for the third time, a, yes. ver- a very special guest, Cliff Berry. It's so good to have you with us in the studio. It's nice being back. It's nice to be back. The band is back. And he had a lot of notice. <laughs> he had 34 seconds. That's exactly right. Hey, it's a dangerous thing to be like in the staff lounge, like loitering. <laughs> and when we're getting ready to do a podcast because you're likely going to be like swooped up and placed into a microphone. Yes. But Cliff is no stranger to opportunity. No, he isn't. <laughs> okay. He's a significant contributor in season or out of season on the spot or well-planned. Maybe his best comes out in spontaneity. We'll find out. We will find out. This is not a test. No, it is not a test. This is just a conversation. It is a conversation. Well, today is episode 46. And 46. We, and we are wow. we are talking about acceptance. So, the, Dr. Rob, why don't you introduce our listeners to today's conversation? I'd be happy to. Um, before the podcast, I was talking to Matt and Cliff about this concept of acceptance and what I perceive as the value of acceptance and how important acceptance is to a wide range of relational and personal challenges and issues. And so I just kind of petitioned them to banter around on this pod- podcast about what I think is acceptance. I, I tend to refer to it in my practice as ruthless acceptance. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about accepting feelings and ideas um, that are easy, but in psychology and wellness, it's generally connected to accepting ideas or emotions and feelings that are more difficult. And in the United States, I don't think we do a good job of, let's say, accepting challenges, death, uh, illnesses. We live our life as if those things aren't going to happen. And I really believe that as hard as reality is and as ugly as it can be, that when you accept that, it's much kinder in the long run than any reality I make up or pseudo-reality that I buy into. So you're proposing that our conversation today um, addresses the the reality of accepting maybe difficult situations. Not just difficult situations. Difficult realities. That's exactly right. Right. You know. So just the, I mean, it is, we're just going to maybe, or at least I'm going to suggest that this is a human reality. If you're human, you reference the United States. And I'm not pushing back like other countries do this better, but I am going to suggest that this is going to be difficult for any human being. Yes. You might have a system in place that skirts you around the acceptance of, of the reality of what you're going through, through ritual or whatever it may be. But I would want to believe, for me, I would want to believe that all humans are facing the same reality and it's not easy to face reality. Exactly. And when you 
when you accept that, when you accept the difficulty, like Scott Peck wrote about way back in the day, it's like when you start to accept this, this reality that life can be difficult, ironically, it's counterintuitive, but it becomes a little easier. I think it's healthier. And the best way I know to say it is the acceptance of the reality is kinder than the imaginary reality that I try to force myself into. Is that instinct for people to yield to a false acceptance of reality? What is the default mode? If people don't do this well, what is the default mode? Well, I think humans are pathetic self-assessors. So I do, and I do think that generally we don't want to be in pain. Does our culture really even honor acceptance? We're such a competitive society. I would, I would say our culture doesn't. Yeah. So I mean, they would quote acceptance. I, I, I accept defeat. I'm first place, or I accept I'm second place. Yeah. You know, maybe I've, it has nothing to do with place. It's got to do with other features. We're so competitive. Well, you think about it, acceptance as it relates to family. Yeah. I shared this. I have a very talented brother. He's smart. He's articulate. He's educated. If I don't accept him for who he is, and I don't accept me, and I don't accept me, or I'm trying to become him, that's going to create tension between us. His skill set is different than my skill set. My failure to accept that potentially sets me up for an adver adverse adversarial or a competitive role. He's bilingual. I've been trying to learn Spanish for years. It's not happening. Did he, you, did you know that I am bilingual? No, I did not. I speak Pig Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't learn Pig Latin either. And so I do think, to your point, Matt, there's an inherent bent towards uh, towards humans or inhumans, whatever that is, to resist accepting the more the more difficult realities. We we want to ignore those for whatever reason. Yeah, I think the the idea that you suggest that humans are pathetic self-assessors, which I agree is true. Um, but I don't think that we're born with this capability, and I don't think it's fostered in human development. The deception or the reality? The deception and the reality. The reality is we, we don't get a fair shot at really healthy self-assessment. No. I, and yeah. then the system, you, Cliff and I were in a group yesterday, and we were referencing Parker Palmer. He wrote the book. A hidden wholeness, and he establishes that our our true self is blocked from developing in the culture that we live in, and a a more false identity is invited to be put on, and so we really kind of grow up in falsehood. Yeah, and we kind of perpetuate that together, and so my point is that. It's would it's going to be true as well for acceptance if acceptance comes from the model of maturity, like you stated before we recorded. Maturity is the goal. Yeah, and acceptance 
acceptance to me as a function of maturity. That if you can continue growing in maturity, you have a better opportunity for self-assessment, but also of acceptance. Yes. That would ultimately be the hope or the goal from a healthy human perspective. Exactly. When you were talking, I was thinking about this. Um, I play at the bass, the bass guitar. Do you really? Yes. I didn't know that. And so, you know, down through the years, I would help out in youth ministry and stuff as their bassist. Well, there was a colleague at one point in my life who insisted that I was a really good bassist. And it didn't matter how much I pushed back at, I, I don't play the bass enough to be a really good bassist. In fact, I have a disability on my left hand, which limits my ability to play the bass to begin with. So to say that I'm a good bassist ignores really powerful realities. I don't practice enough. My left hand is <laughs> compromised. I mean, there's a list, right? You telling me I'm a good basis is you creating a reality that doesn't exist. If I accept your reality, the assessment, I'm not going to be playing for Bruce Springsteen or, you know. It's a, it's a false projection. That's exactly right, to your point. So the culture kind of pushes us in that direction. And I have the responsibility of developing the skill and the maturity to, to practice, to, to search out, to recognize what is true and what is not so true, mm -hmm. and then do the hard work of accepting it. Because mm. if I accept the fact that I'm not a good basis, I now have the probability of improving because now I can practice on a daily or a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Basis. No pun intended. Wow, that was good. <laughs> there, I mean, as I'm sitting here thinking about this conversation, there are many categories or areas that a person could realize a need for more clarity or more acceptance. For example, we could just maybe just shoot off some ideas. A bad marriage. Um, a sick child, chronically sick child, um, can't find the right job. Yep. Um, what other just off the cuff realities would people be experiencing that they may have a difficult time and would not want to accept? I started with siblings. My, my brother has... While we are similar and grew up in the same house, my brother possesses a skill set that is different than mine. And if I don't accept that, or I make it more or less than, that's going to lead to problems between him and I. What kind of problems would precipitate? Resentment, competition. Um, that would come out of your false self. That's exactly right. Me... Me trying to, my failure to accept my own skill set as unique from him. Yeah. And it would also, um, it would also prohibit collaboration in the future. Because I don't think, 
some competition is healthy, but I think collaboration is more important than competition in human mm-hmm. in human context, in human relationship. Accepting one another. As is. In the marriage, if I don't accept my wife as she is, I'm now trying to conform her into something that she's not. She's going to resent me for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you thinking, Cliff? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't know what I think about acceptance. I, I, I don't know that I... Uh, I have to think about that. I don't know. I've gave acceptance much relevance. Yeah. Belonging is more of a question for me. Do I belong? But how can you belong without accepting? Uh, well, just a minute before we maybe pin them to the mat. Oh, I was just that. At, can you go a little bit deeper about belonging? Oh, yeah. Uh, acceptance is a, is a decision. Belonging as an action? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking my felt sense here. Yeah, well, this podcast is all yeah. about kind yeah. of on the fly anyway, so. Um, there's lots of places in my life I felt acceptance, but there's very few places I felt I belong. This is one of them that I feel I belong. Hmm. I like your angle. You're addressing acceptance from the opposite side of feeling accepted and belonging in a space like this, for example. Yeah. Well, I. Or feeling accepted. I I grew up in a neighborhood where there was lots of kids, lots of opportunities to play, lots of opportunities to, to share and stuff like that. And I was accepted. So I belonged. I belonged in the sense that I cooperated with them, I engaged them, I played with them, but I didn't belong with them. I wasn't part of them. So the acceptance that you're talking about is I'm accepting you for your skill set, let's just say, but it doesn't it doesn't translate into belonging. Yeah, I well. So is acceptance something that I have to have from somebody else and belonging to something I decide? Because I, I didn't, I was accepted by them, but I didn't feel, I didn't belong to them. So uh, what's the difference between being accepted and being and belong? Can you accept and not belong? Can you belong and not be accepted? I think with families, you're probably, if you're a part of the family, they've got to accept you <laughs> Or they belong to you. I'm not sure. I, that's I'm a, not sure either. Uh, I mean, initially, I'm thinking that when I think about acceptance, I think it's about a personal challenge, right? I I accept the difficulty. I, I ruthlessly accept my responsibility for the mistake I made or this acceptance permeates a lot of different uh, personal and relational elements with belonging. 
I'd have to think more about it, but with belonging... Well, let's just take today. I had a conversation with you today before you, you snatched me for this. Uh, was I know I was accepted here over the years. I know I can see it. I get lots of verification for being accepted. But I need to hear from you that I belonged. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with, well, that's probably grandiose, but it had little to do with acceptance. See, when I look at that, I think, do I belong here? Is, is there a place for me to belong here? So as we talk, I'm wondering about the connection between acceptance and belonging. The fact that the center tries to accept people as is yes. facilitates that sense of belonging. That to me would be the relational connection between the two. It starts with acceptance. But when I ruthlessly accept you for who you are, I'm not trying to conform you into my image or an understanding of who I think you should be, which is what I think happened in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I accept you because you're a good football player, a good soccer player. I accept you for what you can do for me. I think that belonging piece, those two are related in the sense that acceptance of who you are facilitates that belonging. And when people don't belong Back to Matt's point, it's that false sense of self. It's like I don't I don't feel safe in being authentic around you because you won't accept me and I won't belong. If that makes sense. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. <laughs> I think it's a good it's a good line of thinking, and I'm just gonna add a different angle to the idea of acceptance because we started talking about a person's, at least a, this was my interpretation, mm -hmm. my ability to accept a difficult situation, uh, true. not so much whether or not I feel accepted. Now I uh, could, I could wrestle with the need for personal acceptance that I don't fit in my family. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I belong in my family or my church or my community, wherever that may be. And I have to wrestle with the reality that it's not changing. And I have to be able to come to a place of personal growth. Not that I accept it and allow it to inform my development, but rather out of the adversity I allow it to shape my self-concept that I can accept this and not allow it to hurt me, but to empower me so I can move on. And part of moving on then to Cliff's point would be, I can belong, I can belong to a chosen family. Yeah. Before we go there though, this idea of my ability yeah. to, to be able to practice acceptance versus being accepted right yes difference i'm, yeah, ju I'm right. just trying to yeah. differentiate the yeah. two we're talking about the ability for me to practice personally the ability to accept difficulty and to be able to manage that and i would want to be in a community where i was able to practice that and belong and to be able to feel support in my journey of acceptance. Maybe, maybe it would be, again, the loss of a parent. 
and I'm dealing with what that means. I would want to feel like I would belong in a community that could support me while I'm working out the acceptance of what it means to lose my father. Yes. Okay. Does that does that make sense? It, it makes yeah. you articulated it better than I did or could. Both okay. of us did. Yeah. Okay. That's why you pay me all the money. You That's pay exactly me. right. <laughs> so, how many people go through life feeling accepted but not belonging, and yet, and how many people go through life belonging and not feeling accepted? Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you need the two in order to to be whole? You have to. You have to accept. You have to be willing to accept reality, and you have to be open to belonging in order to in order to thrive. I, I'm not sure where that word's coming from, but because we are having this conversation in real time, um, we don't have a script. Um, I don't know if I can differentiate the difference between belonging and acceptance. Um, I feel that I'm accepted by my wife and my kids. I also feel that I belong in their life. In fact, I've even further, I've accepted the fact of who I was in their early life and more of my false self being present and looking back in one unhealthy sense with regret, but coming to acceptance that that was who I was and who I am now is different. And I can have conversation with them out of my acceptance about who I was. And we can dialogue about the good, the bad, the ugly, and we can belong together, be accepted in one another's company and have real conversation which then I think facilitates that belonging. The fact that Matt accepts, and I'm just thinking out loud, the fact that Matt accepts and acknowledges the false self of history versus the more congruent, authentic self of today, that helps that, helps that belonging. It, 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 sure. pro- it provides explanation for why things happened the way they did. And it isn't laden with guilt or shame. It's just an ex- a simple, pure acceptance of taking responsibility for. But that facilitates belonging. That's how I would see that connection. Okay. You know, it's, so it's a both and. Because it's important to belong. That is one of the fundamental human needs. Well, and the price that I would pay to belong or to be accepted. What would I do, even to the point of denying myself, in a false sense, to be accepted or to belong to a group? I mean, this this is, in a sense, a cobweb. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I guess I would want in my healthy version of me, my mature version of me, I would want to belong and be accepted by the right people. It would take a healthy person to accept me for who I am. Right. And so I'm going to associate with people who are at that level of health. It's, it's, birds, of, it's birds of a feather flock together. If I accept who I am, 
and I'm not in competition with you. I can value right. and appreciate your differences. That opens up humility. That opens up the possibility for me to learn and to grow. It also facilitates belonging because I'm belonging to a group of people who what you see is what you get. From that, I occurs, occurs to me is I, I follow that train for myself and there's a responsibility that goes with that and accountability that goes with that. But that's the reality of being accepted and belonging is then the responsibility for me is to make a decision whether uh, whether I'll engage or not and how I'll engage. Well, I think that responsibility with acceptance, yeah. you make better decisions about yeah. that engagement. Yeah. There's things I've can. Uh, there's things I can accept, uh, but it's it's real difficult to engage, because I also resent. Yeah, I can resent and accept at the same time. But if the if the acceptance is robust, right, and you belong, then you can to muddy the waters further. You can also trust me to manage that more that yeah. difficult side of what you're trying to resist in a healthy way. Yeah. And to me that facilitates belonging because now I'm accepting you as is. This is complicated. It is. Well, and I, I want to come back to Cliff <laughs> when you referenced the the awareness of resentment. I feel like that's where this acceptance works when you come to a self-awareness of that resentment working in your relationship and you accept that that is true, mm -hmm. you now have leverage to be able to address it from a healthy perspective. But, it certainly changed the options of what I, how I changes my options of changes my options of how I take it from there. Yeah. I, I'm looking at Eric Erickson's psychosocial development model. Yeah. And you know, this stuff starts early in human development. It's stage two, um, at age two to three, that you have autonomy versus shame and guilt. Yeah. And so from the very beginning, we're supposed to be supported in autonomy or individuality. Yes. And we know from attachment theory that early in life, we find out if we're going to be able to be autonomous and independent or will we be shamed? And so this starts early. Here we are, three old men at a table. <laughs> but this starts early. Yeah. And we later in life try to unwind what's been done to us. And the thing that I do like about our conversations with this podcast is we're not trying to fix anything or sell anything, but we are trying to wrestle with topics and issues like acceptance that are not that are not so easily submitted to platitudes or you know sound bites i think acceptance to really accept and and to live your life from that platform of acceptance to develop the maturity and the practice of acceptance ruthless acceptance that that takes intentionality and it does impact, I'm not sure how, like this conversation is illustrating how it impacts belonging, 
but I, I feel like it does. It looks like it does. I think the research would support that. But that distinction that Matt made between, and you didn't say it this way, Matt, but I think this is what you meant, relational acceptance versus my personal acceptance or ability to accept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that a fair? Mm -hmm. Sure. That was helpful. Because go ahead. I feel like that is some. You can't do this for me. Right. I. You can be on the journey with me, but you can't do this for me. No. I can't depend on you to form this in me. No. Or even really teach it. You can model it. I can learn from your modeling. But this will require um, more honest assessment. And the acceptance piece, again, hear me, I choose to accept my faults with kindness. Yes. Okay. I choose to understand my fallen nature or the areas that need to be addressed. I don't use shame and guilt to try to facilitate change. I use kindness. I use compassion to be able to understand what it is and to accept myself and then to be able to make decisions in order to address that. So I still remain responsible. My acceptance leads to me being responsible in a healthy way to facilitate the appropriate change needed. So it makes no, it's irrelevant no matter how many different clothes of acceptance I present to you as gifts, you always decide which clothes you wear, whether it's from a gift or whether it's from your drawers. <laughs> yes. Are you offering a new coat? <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think to your point, acceptance doesn't mean poor treatment. I'm not accepting the poor treatment of self or others. That has to be addressed. But I like that concept of kindness the ability for me to accept me as is in a kind, compassionate way does clear the brush for change in the future. Yes. It's a prerequisite, I would I would argue. That requires quite a level of maturity. Yeah, and well some I level of maturity. Yeah, and while I can't do it format, the the respect and the, the relationship that we have or that you and I have intentionally and unintentionally, I allow you guys to speak to that on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? If if matter you confronted me about a misstep or I was inappropriate or whatever, the quicker I accept responsibility for that, the quicker I can resolve it and move on and not have it haunt me in the future. Bingo. Yep. And that's why I was wrestling with this concept of, acceptance because in marriage i'm seeing people you know if you're not like me i don't accept you or in organizations we we teach and preach is if this is how it looks if it's like me then you you're part of it and if it's not then it's you you know you can't belong or whatever where i really see it and this is what got me thinking about it is in this context of Again, I'll use my brother or my wife. My wife's approach to worshiping God is different than mine. It's not right or wrong, good or bad. 
But I can remember in the early phases of our marriage, I didn't understand that. And so I couldn't understand, why don't you worship God like me? (laughs) That's the right way to do it. And it was through accepting her for who she is that opened up my, my repertoire of learning. Now she can teach me how she perceives and why she does what she does. But failure to accept that just made, made, I would say it made us oppositional. It made me oppositional. Well, you sound like you were in a false self, in an unhealthy self. You were wanting to conform your wife into the image that you would be comfortable with. Exactly. That sounds like control and manipulation. That's exactly the point. And, you know, I don't think anybody would say, oh, control and manipulation is healthy. No. As a rule of thumb. But but we do this in very subtle and deceptive ways. Yes. And I'm glad you said that because I don't know how to articulate that. I I articulated this to a couple, um, a client of mine with kids, and I made the statement that when we are disciplining our kids, a a child behaves in a way that disappoints us. Mm -hmm. More often than not, the disappointment is not about the child's choice. It's about me. Yes. And that will cloud my ability to correctly address the issue with my child because I'm displacing on the child my own dysfunction. And this is where the deception is. This is where the subtle deception is. We place on our children our, our own dysfunction. Yeah. Thinking that that parenting them from that angle is going to be an antidote to our problem. Yeah. Sorry to make that so complex. It's not a simple concept. But we have to be careful in the ways that we parent our children that it's not a reflection of our dysfunction. And the only way I know, or I shouldn't say the only way, one of the better ways to address that is through acceptance. If I accept that reality, I can now mitigate against it. If I have awareness yes. of who I am and that it's true. I like we're, we've adopted Ardman, my daughter's chocolate lab for the summer. And I love walking Odin as everybody knows. Right. In the morning down at KCC. Well, on Friday morning, I attempted to take both of them on a walk (laughs) with two separate leashes. So just. (laughs) So the dogs took Matt on a walk. So uh, (laughs) uh, uh, um, imagine two large dogs (laughs) and we didn't get a hundred feet and they were (laughs) crisscrossing and doing what they love to do. Well, I got triggered. Yeah. I got upset very quickly at the dogs. Well, that's stupid. Why would I be upset at their instinct to have fun? Right. Which is the reason why I was taking them on the walk in the first place. So the good news was I corrected my attitude quickly and I was able to assess, do I want to continue this or do I want to retreat, get back in the car and go home? I decided to chasten myself and take the dogs on the walk, realizing that it was about them, not me. You accepted them for who they were. So it was quick acceptance yes, based on the practice of self-awareness. But I hit that window of tolerance 
very quickly. The the above it or below it? Yeah, above it. Hyper arousal. I was triggered very, very quickly and was angry. But I caught myself and said, wait a minute. This is not about you. See, it was my dysfunction that was being deflected onto the dogs. Yes. I was wanting to blame them for being happy and who they were created to be. Thankfully, I corrected my attitude and we enjoyed a walk. It was challenging, but it was okay. But will, can, I, will I do it again? No, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it with my wife. <laughs> but if that happens between people and you don't accept them for who they are, and, and by acceptance, again, I'm not, I'm not saying you accept dysfunction or gaslighting or some of the, you have to address those issues. But, but starting with the premise of, I don't have to compete with my brother. I can accept him as he is and the uniqueness in the way God equipped him and not have to feel inferior or competitive or somehow less than. Yeah, we're we're referencing different types of acceptance, whether it's the acceptance of comparison with a friend or a sibling, right? Or whether it's the acceptance, again, of a challenged marriage. Yes. And I'm unhappy. Um, The acceptance that in my marriage I may be experiencing abuse and I have to make a decision to protect myself and accept that that is in my best interest or maybe the children's best interest. I mean, there's so many different levels of acceptance that a person has to wrestle with. Or focuses. You're talking about accepting another person, accepting myself as is. I, I think of those as focuses. Well, you, you, you have to be, regardless of the scenario that you're in, you have to be grounded in the present moment. Yeah. You have to be grounded in the moment. Um, you have to connect to the present. You have to be able to understand what is actually happening. And that's going to come through, my, I mean, in my opinion, that comes through the practice of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness, awareness. I, I think what makes this conversation... Um, muddy is the fact that these concepts are connected and I don't know that the connection it it reminds me of this some of the sophistication of wiring a car the newer cars have a lot of computers and wires and and I remember the older cars were not as complicated as the newer cars are but whenever you have an electrical problem with a car, it's challenging to troubleshoot that yeah. because there's so many variables that can go wrong. Well, to your point, I think conversation like this does have to at least reference the mindfulness and the awareness and the belonging because somehow these are all um, part of the system. They are all orbiting around us. Yes. Into Cliff's earlier point, these aren't simple concepts. Um, human belonging or human acceptance is a huge responsibility. Yeah. It's a huge responsibility to love well. Yes. 
and to take the responsibility to make it easy for you to love me well. Well, and it is our nature to be partial. Mm-hmm. It's our nature to be selfish. Tribal. Right? So we have natural instincts that were, again, formed in us through development. So take the pressure off. Don't blame yourself. Just be present. Again, we always say this, get around healthy people because <laughs> you become who you hang around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get around healthy people and foster a sense of self-relationship because in the measure that you love yourself is the ability for you to love others. So I think acceptance comes both for self and others. It comes out of your ability to love well. I think I would add notice your resistance. In the process, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I don't accept the fact that I'm an alcoholic, I'm never going to get treatment for that. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Right. Dealing with substance abuse. Yeah. The idea of acceptance that I have a problem. Yeah. So all of that is tucked into this conversation. Fortunately, we have smart listeners and... They generally partner with us they, in figuring this they, out. Our, our listeners, if they haven't tuned out, they are thoroughly confused. Yes. <laughs> God bless you if you stayed in this. You get you get extra podcast bonus points if you stayed in this podcast. Uh, no, it's been good. It's been a good conversation. Um, challenging, but but good. But we are at forty five minutes. Wow. And I I do want to give you both an opportunity to to bring some summary thoughts to to the to the close of our podcast on acceptance. Oh, okay. If you can possibly do that with 10 words. I would say that I don't I haven't figured out how it all fits together, but this concept of acceptance or ruthless acceptance is really fundamentally important to your own personal health and your relational health. Mm-hmm. Could you maybe describe maybe a first step that someone might take to step into the intention of acceptance? The first step I would take is notice your resistance. Notice what you're having difficulty in accepting. Okay, okay. yeah. Lean into that. Lean into that. Notice that. Be mindful about that. What would you do once you've leaned into it? I think depending upon what you discover, that will give you the next phase. I would encourage our listener to sit in that. Yeah. Once you've leaned into it, maybe sit down and be present with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't be quick to judge. Yeah. Don't don't be quick. Just notice it. Just notice it. That's the mindfulness technique. Pray, seek God, seek whatever you're needing to bring clarification. But this is where fear is most likely going to manifest. Yeah, I would add, don't be a fear is going to manifest here. But if you have a trusted person you could invite in to this challenge, that would be a good practical step as well. As long as they don't tell you what to do. Yeah, they have to. They have to be okay with the ambiguity. They have to be able to sit with you. Right. With the question. Yes. That's a good qualification. I don't have anything to offer. (laughs) 
It's just good that you're here. I agree. It's good that you're here. Thank you. No question. The conversation has been deep. I have my waiters on. <laughs> but I do accept both of you for who, Thank you. For who you are. And uh, you belong in my tribe. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob with our special guest, Cliff Berry. We hope that something in this conversation has stirred your, your mind. Maybe you'll take this into conversation with somebody close to you. Like Dr. Rob said, just lean in, allow this opportunity to inform you a little bit. We hope that you are blessed wherever that may lead you. Until next time, have a wonderful day. <laughs>